Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Always wonderful to have you with me. Hey, let me say to you men, before I dive into my topic for this episode, I want to make sure that you're getting our Great Man Digest. I have an organization for men called Great Man, that's G-R-E-A-T, capital M-A-N, all run together as one word, and you can go to greatman.tv. We do a weekly digest, very high art, filled with articles and encouragement and projects for you. And just trying to stoke the fires of great manhood in your life. It's completely free. We won't sell your information. Go to greatman.tv and you'll see where you can subscribe. You want to get this. Now, I want to dive into an important topic in this podcast, one that I have not, I believe, ever treated before. And it's because you'll see a lot of information on this topic in the news, and I feel like other people handle it better than I would. But I want to comment on some trends in this arena, and it has to do with religious liberty. Liberty. Religious liberty worldwide is a very important factor to track. In fact, I think it's so important uh, that it's one of the few things, few arenas, few jobs that I would leave much of what I'm doing now to get involved in. The U.S. has an at-large ambassador for religious liberty, and I suppose if I ever had a chance to take that role, I would I would do it for a season to uh, to serve my country. Plus, I believe that religious liberty is an important issue. And by the way, that's not just because I'm a Christian who believes, obviously, that I want all faiths to have freedom to function, particularly Christianity, uh, but it's also because religious liberty is tied to so much else about a nation's life. So many other factors in a nation are connected to religious liberty. Uh, For example, where you have religious liberty in the world, you tend to have economic freedom and opportunity. Where you have religious liberty, you tend to have higher higher education rates because people assume that all religions being uh, equally welcome within a country, those religions need to be understood. There needs to be religious dialogue. It elevates uh, the study of religion both as a historical force and as a present reality. I could go on and on. Usually where you have religious liberty, you also have pretty high civil rights rates. In other words, you don't tend to have oppressed minorities. By comparison, the opposite is also true, that where you have oppression of religious liberties, you almost always have oppression of other types. Now, I want to draw your attention to a report that's just come out uh, by the organization, an organization I really respect called Open Doors, Um, very important organization. They monitor religious trends worldwide, and they have just come out with a 2022 report that is extremely revealing. And I'll just hit a few of the highlights. You can look up this report yourself. But uh, they give a top 10 list for oppression of Christians. Now, Open Doors is a Christian organization. So those of you who are other faiths, forgive me that I'm not specifically addressing your faith in the world. But by talking about Christians in the world, I'm also talking about the broad issue of religious liberty. And so this obviously affects you. But Open Doors primarily uh, studies and pays attention to and tracks uh, the persecution of Christians. 
and they issue a top 10 list where oppression is the worst in the world. And one of the most revealing things on the list for 2022 is that for the first time in decades, North Korea does not top the list. For decades, it's been well known, it's been axiomatic, that North Korea was the most dangerous place for Christians in the world. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, guess what the country is? North Korea is number two. Guess what the number one country in the world for persecution of Christians is? Afghanistan. Yeah, that's tragic. I hope you're feeling that the way I am. Here's a country in which we fought for decades, the United States, that is, and its allies, in which we laid down thousands of lives, hundreds of lives, actually, would be more accurate, hundreds of lives. And yet, Christianity, which is the, still the majority religion in America, is now more persecuted in Afghanistan by the Taliban than in any other country in the world. Now, I don't want to see any religion persecuted. I don't want to see any religious minority oppressed. But it's particularly galling for us Americans, and I don't mind saying for us American Christians, um, that we would lay down the lives of our sons and daughters in Afghanistan and then have within a matter of months, remember this is only about six months old, uh, that the exit of the U.S., less than six months actually right now, that the U.S. exit was bumbled. The Taliban took over the doing of both the Trump administration and the Biden administration, and that persecution has risen. Now, it's risen for opposing Muslims. It's risen for the few Jews in the country, and there are some. Uh, and it's absolutely risen for the Christian community there. Uh, I have friends who are there uh, working as missionaries, working as Christian business people, etc. cetera. Uh, obviously, the information I'm giving you today does not come just from my context. So I, mine aren't that systematic. Uh, but it confirms the people what I'm told, uh, confirms what Open Doors has reported. And that is Christians are being persecuted in great numbers. And of course, particularly Western Christians who might be there, not just as you know missionaries, pastors, what have you, um, but as business people and diplomats and statesmen and things of that nature. It's an atrocious situation. So you now have as the number one persecutor of Christians in the world, Afghanistan, a place where Americans have spilt blood. It's a tragic situation. And again, it's a result of bumbling presidential administrations, which insisted upon certain dates for exit, which negotiated with the Taliban directly, thus making them feel equal in the world. And uh, basically, the Trump administration treated the Taliban like a like a foreign state, the heads of foreign, a foreign state when they weren't. They were on the run. I could go on and on and on. Uh, it's also revealing that on this list at, uh, as well, at number 10, is India. Now, we think of India as uh, one of the world's great democracies, but it's well known now that India is openly persecuting Christians. In fact, many, many Christians report that when they reported to government services during this era of COVID for help, support, food, supplies, etc., they were often turned away specifically because they were Christians. Now, this is, these are not private charities. These are government services. And in India today, the India, uh, the India of Mr. Modi, uh, the head of that country, and he is a radical Hindu, 
uh, Christians are being persecuted, turned away from government services. And by the way, the reporting is that about 80% of Christians have been turned away from receiving government services during the dark, darkest days of COVID. We're still in it to some extent. It's dissipating rapidly. Omicron is dropping as rapidly as it came. And many people think we're going to be pretty much past all of this in about six weeks. But the point in India is that during the darkest days, about 80% of all Christians who applied for aid were turned away. Pretty stunning. Pretty stunning. Now, I want to say that religious liberty is an important thing to study. And part of the reason is that, you know, you don't have to have a country uh, that is all equal parts, different religions. They don't have to be numerically the same. You can have a country that is vast majority um, a, a certain religion, and still there is freedom for the minority religions. I've told you before, all of you know, I'm sure I spend a good deal of time in Iraq and the Kurdish region, the Kurdish regional government, KRG region, they call it the north of Iraq. And Kurds are 95% Muslim, no question, nobody doubts that. But they are welcoming of Christians. In fact, the Pope gave the president of the KRG, uh, Mr. Barzani, a medal thanking him for welcoming refugees and allowing for religious freedom. I've been there. I've spoken in churches of several different types um, in that in that region. Absolute religious liberty, uh, large Christian schools, large Christian efforts, Bibles available. And yet this is a 95% Muslim people. And so this, this is what religious liberty looks like, where there is a vast majority religion, but there's religious liberty for other religions. There are Yazidis, there are Jews. I've told you before on this podcast, I was walking through some government offices and all of a sudden the other direction came uh, rabbis from Jerusalem. <laughs> and this is in a 95% Muslim uh, people group. Uh, and I assume the same is stat, the status same for that region. Well, I mean, they would have been killed in other Muslim countries in the world. And there they were being welcomed uh, as diplomats, religious diplomats from Israel. So, Religious liberty is an essential thing to pay attention to because it builds a strong country, whatever its government style, structure, monarchy, republic, democracy, what have you, parliamentary system. It's because and because it aligns with so many other strengths of a nation. The problem is in America is that Christians are amongst the most persecuted people in the world. And I have to say that if the United States is going to express any kind of concern about religious issues and have an at-large religious ambassador, we need to consider some of the things that we're doing to essentially ignore religious persecution of other religions. Uh, the Muslim Uyghurs in China are absolutely being put in concentration camps, are absolutely being persecuted are absolutely being killed, are absolutely having their property confiscated, etc., etc. This is in China. By the way, the China that we are allowing to host the Olympics and the China that has even told participants in the Olympics they better not open their mouths about civil rights in China. They better not say anything. Be warned. We'll extradite you. We might even, we might even arrest you. Now imagine having the Olympics, which is meant to be a celebration, not just of athletic skill, uh, but also of international unity in this country. 
I'm not that concerned about whether COVID arose from Wuhan in a laboratory and the Chinese covered it up a little bit. I I just assume that's what governments do when they make biological mistakes like this. But I am concerned about the fact that millions of Uyghurs are being persecuted in China. The world knows it. We're all going to go to China and applaud their great efforts. And most people, I'm sure, from the West will keep their mouths shut about civil rights abuses in China. Well, how can we do that? and then complain about how people of other faiths are treated in other countries. It's, it's, it's a little bit of hypocrisy. So keep an eye on this issue of religious liberty. Maybe you want to get on the mailing list of the at-large ambassador for religious liberty we have uh, in American government. You certainly want to track, especially if you're a Christian, but I think all religions should want to track what Open Doors has to say. And make sure that those of you of of non-Christian faiths, make sure you're tracking the religious persecution statistics for your faith. Make sure your congressmen, your senators know them. Make sure that you have made this public. Put it on Twitter. Get it out there. Tell us. Tell me. If you'll tell me, if you'll get me some reliable stats, I'll mention it on this podcast. That'll get it to some folks. And there are, of course, larger media outlets where this ought to be pushed. Let's keep an eye on religious liberty. It's part of a strong country. It parallels a number of other factors and and signs of a healthy democracy, a healthy nation. And right now, the trends are turning dark in the world, particularly for Christians who are right now the most persecuted people, religious body in the world. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.